Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim podcast episode 35. This is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other little tidbits I find interesting. My name is Steve Heinrich, the host. This episode is being recorded on oh, Wednesday, <laughs> September 19th, 2018, and will be released on Thursday, September 20th, 2018. Uh, visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes or swipe over in your podcast app. I do put all the show notes in there too. So, uh, but yeah, you can visit pixelswim.com for that and for all the social links, etc. So thank you for tuning in. Let's take a dive in. And that's my chair squeaking. Anyway, uh, let's see the weekly notes, links and feedback. Uh, no links this week. Uh, probably need to dig into some more uh, links to share, but I just wanted to get started by talking a little bit more about my newly acquired, well, semi-newly acquired LG G6 that I got uh, about a week ago. So, yeah, it's been going well with the G6. Uh, I, I mentioned a lot last time about the battery not being the greatest. It's still a little bit of a struggle to get through, but, you know, I've been kind of learning to live with it so far. And I think really uh, what I want to get is a fast Qi wireless charger because I noticed during the day because I use it for podcasts, uh, listening to podcasts during the day, I notice that there is, uh, and through the speaker on the phone, I noticed that, you know, the speaker causes a little bit of drain. So I thought because I kind of leave the phone in one place that a Qi wireless charging pad would be a good idea for that, uh, just to keep it topped up while it's just sitting there, you know, blaring out a podcast. So uh, very good idea i think <laughs> so i asked for suggestions last time i didn't get any but i'm thinking of going with uh the anchor one that i kind of talked about last time it's i've heard good things about the anchor about anchor products about how they're you know well made and and work well so i might do that it might be the first anchor product i think that i've ever bought so we shall see i haven't pulled the trigger on that yet but uh, i saw it on ebay and for about 22 bucks and you can find Qi wireless chargers for cheaper about half the price really but I'm looking for something that's you know a little bit higher quality especially because I'm going to be using it all the time so that anchor one seems like my best bet if anybody wants to stop me <laughs> I probably won't order it in the next few days uh, and you know until this coming Friday or whatever today's Wednesday so if you hear this before then please uh, stop me and, and tell me which one to get but uh, either way I'm sure the anchor one would be fine but anyway yeah the, the G6 has been good I've been getting used to it I have both my cases in for it now I have the bug droid and the Incipio Esquire case it's like got a fabric type back to it the incipio one it looks really nice but it honestly isn't the best feel in the hand uh, it looks good it's kind of a night on the town case for you know stylish it's more stylish so i have the bug droid case on it just a nice tpu case so been enjoying that uh let's see what else about this device has been good obviously the camera has been nice to have it's super speedy uh it does get warm Quite a bit. Uh, that's just kind of the nature of having a, a higher powered processor in it. Other than that, uh, I can't really complain about it other than the battery drain and and stuff like that. It's been 
working really well. So the speaker on it has been more than I'd hoped for. So take a lot of speakerphone calls. Uh, the screen is really nice and it's just working out overall. Like I, like I said, I can't complain. I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, battery, but and that's the only thing that keeps me even looking online at, at higher capacity battery devices. But uh, I'm probably just going to try and stick with this as long as I can. So we shall see. And as far as the battery goes, because this device is pr probably a year old and it looks like it, ha you know, it has been used a little bit. I think the replacing the battery might be in the stars for this device not too long from now. So I've kind of also looked at replacing or yeah, replacing the battery myself, actually, uh, because the nice thing about this is even though the, the back is glass, you can replace it through the back glass. One kind of hesitation that I have with devices and replacing batteries and on sealed devices is having to remove the screen. And that's I'm, if I have to remove the screen to replace the battery, I'm not going to do it myself. I've decided because I ruined my wife's old Moto G third gen. Luckily, I just had it sitting around and it wasn't really a daily device for anybody. So it was kind of an experiment and uh, it was just a little too, you know, it's a little too touchy to replace the battery when you have to pull the screen off first. So the glass comes off in the back with some there's some adhesive on the back of the LG G6 on the glass and it looks like you know I have a heat gun so I can heat it up pretty easily and then pull that off or remove it and the battery is actually only under some screws at that point so not too tedious uh, not the worst that I've seen as far as replacing I'm not a huge fan of the fact that I have to heat up adhesive and, and pull it off but that is just, you know, what it is. And, and it's like I said, it's a lot less scary when it's the back glass. And, and I've seen entire, you know, for 20 bucks or so, you can get the entire back glass with the camera cover and the fingerprint sensor and stuff, for, like I said, for 20 bucks in case anything goes wrong. But at least it's not the screen. Um, and so things can kind of be put back on if anything like cracks or anything like that. So... Yeah, that's been my experience with the G6 so far. Like I said, I've been I listened to a lot of podcasts through the speakers. I just I uh, wanted to mention that I actually start I've started listening to a couple podcasts recently. One that's tech related and one that isn't. Uh, the one that I've been listening to that's tech related recently that I started to, and I know it's been around for a while, but for me, I finally just kind of got to listening to it is the Mobile Tech Roundup podcast. So it's a a, a pretty good podcast hosted by Kevin Toffel and Matt Miller. I'll put a link in the show notes to it so you can check that out. But yeah, if you're into tech and all of the stuff that's been going on in tech, uh, it's a great podcast. So it's super easy going. <laughs> let's say let's put it that way. And just nice and easy to listen to. And these guys know what they're talking about. You know, it definitely makes me feel a little <laughs> like yeah, I'm an enthusiast. So I can't, I'm not pretending to be a, like these guys. So but these guys are definitely pros and they know their stuff. So it's definitely a good podcast. Definitely just, you know, suggest it. And I'm going to say definitely a few more times just to round out my nervous talking. So anyway, so the other podcast that I've been listening to, and this one is not going to be for everybody. Uh, it's not tech related, but uh, it's called the Everything's Coming Up Simpsons podcast. I don't know if <laughs> if I've mentioned it in the past, but if you've looked at my Twitter profile, the header image is 
I've been trying to keep it a Simpsons, the Simpsons image. So a screen cap from the show, The Simpsons. So this podcast is about the hosted by Allie Gertz and Julia Prescott. They are two huge Simpsons friends and our fans. And so they started this podcast back in 2015. And I've just come across it now. Uh, I think I've come across it in the past, but I just never really looked into it. But either way, they do podcasts about The Simpsons. And so essentially, they sit down with a guest each week and talk about their that guest's favorite episode of The Simpsons. And then inevitably, they, you know, kind of go off on rants and banters about The Simpsons. So I'm a big, big fan of The Simpsons. Uh, I, you know, I grew up watching it. So it's, it, you know, definitely has helped shape my sense of humor and kind of really uh, a lot of my pop culture and, and, you know, being able to recognize a lot of things in, you know, maybe a generation that isn't mine, you know, the generation before me and, you know, just any sort of pop culture reference. It's, it's been great to the Simpsons kind of really introduced me to a lot of ideas and 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 things like that. So I'm a huge fan. Like I said, this podcast isn't going to be for everybody. This everything's coming up Simpsons podcast. But for me, it kind of really hits right in my my key demographic. I think I'm the key demographic for it is essentially people who grew up watching The Simpsons, although they do sit down with uh, a lot of the writers of The Simpsons and uh, people involved in The Simpsons and and the actors and and all that stuff. So if you're a fan, it's worth, you know, checking out and it's kind of interesting and it's, you know, it's a nice heartwarming at times podcasts so i've been enjoying it i've listened there's about 150 episodes i think i've gone through about 15 of them now in the past couple weeks so i'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check that out like i said not for everybody but for me uh, i've really enjoyed it so i just wanted to share as far as feedback this week, uh, thank you to Mike Latore for uh, leaving a couple comments on the show notes page for episode 33 and 34. Regarding the comment he left on episode 34, it's actually kind of bring me into the uh, first part of the main part of the show. <laughs> and so kind of moved on from the feedback and notes from the week. So now I'll go, I've got a couple of things I want to talk a little bit at length in, about this week. And the first one is what Mike Latore brought up. And actually, part of why I mentioned the Mobile Tech Roundup podcast was because he mentioned that on that podcast, on their latest episode, they mentioned this e found e.foundation, which is the website. Essentially, what it is, is a new operating system quote unquote that's kind of based on android but it's all about data and your your data is your is your data and so essentially it's a new kind of build of an operating system that doesn't have any google services no google search no google play store so it's trying to be more respectful of a user's data and privacy and it's it's kind of they're trying to kind of be the third operating system. So like I said, they t- I did listen to the episode of Mobile Tech Roundup where they talked about this, but they kind of just introduced what it was. And so, yeah, it's basically based off of Lineage OS and it only supports a few devices as of right now. So when I started looking more at eFoundation, e.foundation is the website. Uh, again, link in the show notes for that. I guess I do have a few links this week, but either way, 
I started checking it out and it's kind of, you know, piggybacking on the rabbit hole that I've been going on uh, lately with this trying to have a Googleless OS or Googleless Android device, which uh, if you've listened a few episodes back was because Guillermo Ortiz had suggested I kind of look into the way Android is in China, which essentially is Googleless, uh, obviously with other third parties kind of taking the place of of Google over there. And so it kind of led me down the rabbit hole to install Lineage OS on my Moto G third gen without any Google apps on it. And then using app stores like F-Droid that offers a bunch of open source apps, you know, to kind of fill the the shoes of that. And then, you know, I started building on the back end uh, kind of my own cloud using Nextcloud. And so the interesting thing about this eFoundation is it's it's almost like they're trying to do the same thing that I'm doing right now, except they're trying. It's like they're combining everything into one ROM or one operating system. And it's they they're going to try and ship it onto device new devices in the future. But right now there are betas that you can install on certain devices. And so I was pleasantly surprised to find that my Moto G third gen was actually available, I could actually download it and install it. So naturally, because I'm not using the Moto G third gen as my main device, I didn't mind wiping it out and and installing this on there. So my my phone, uh, the Moto G third gen is already like the bootloader is already unlocked. The recovery is already installed. And so essentially, I just downloaded this e zip file like I would lineage and I was able to flash it onto the device. So to kind of take a look at what exactly they're offering. So and I thought it was kind of interesting because like I said, it it really kind of goes over. And if you hear some bumps and stuff like that, I'm I got a bunch of phones that I'm picking up and looking at while I'm while I'm uh, talking here. So, yeah, I thought the interesting thing was that there's a lot of what I was trying to accomplish kind of compiled into one operating system here. So what they do is that they replace a lot of the stock apps with their own apps. And really, a lot of the apps that are on the immediate home screen here, some of them are actually open source apps or just Lineage OS apps. So I noticed that the calculator is just kind of the Lineage OS installed calculator. The calendar is the same way. The clock is the same, comes from Lineage. Looks like the contacts come from Lineage. The files app is just Lineage. Uh, The FM radio app, I'm not sure. But it looks like they have a flashlight app right on the home screen. And this app actually, and I can tell right from opening it, is part of this, these open source apps I think they're called simple, like simple. They they create a few different apps. They have like a simple music player, a simple contacts app, a simple flashlight, a simple mail. But I can tell that they pulled in the flashlight app. So essentially what they're doing is they're compiling all of these apps in here that are uh, open source or, you know, already part of lineage. And so I know that they replace the messaging app with the signal signal app which i haven't used before but i guess it's a you know a data sensitive app 
And so they also have Telegram installed on here as well for a kind of an instant mess their instant messenger app. And also it seems like it looks like uh, and if you go on their website, you can see that they're also trying to kind of create their own cloud service, which funnily enough is actually based off of Nextcloud. So I could tell it right away when they, I was kind of scrolling through. There's a Medium post that they posted about it. And I was scrolling through and it starts talking about, oh, the cloud services, the email, the calendar, the contacts and stuff like that is actually just based on Nextcloud. So it's already something that I have set up. So I'm super familiar with kind of what they're doing here. It's really <laughs> kind of funny that they, you know, I mean, I know they've been doing this for a little while. And so I can't say like, oh, I was doing this first, you know, and I'm, that's not true. But it's kind of funny that they're kind of taking the same route that I'm taking right now. And, and I'm going to keep this on my radar for sure, because I think that they're what they're getting at is far more interesting, you know, and, and far more, probably far more comprehensive than anything I could do. And so really, the one question I have with this right now, as of right now, uh, it's based on a of lineage 14.1. So that's Android 7.1. And so uh, now one thing that I did notice about this project is that they use this micro G project and they integrate that into the uh, operating system. So I think this is a big part of it. And really what this is doing is kind of adding the ability to uh, have a Google account on here, but not need all of the core libraries and applications that are that Google kind of uh, the proprietary core libraries and applications that Google puts on every requires on most Android devices. And so it's it's looking to replace those core services. And so some of the components to this micro G project are the service core, uh, the services framework proxy, the unified network location provider. So that says and that one I was interested. It says it's a library that provides Wi-Fi and cell tower based geolocations geolocation to applications that use Google's network location provider. It is included in GMS Core, but can also run independently on most Android systems. So I'm this I'm guessing this is replacing kind of the data that Google collects from your GPS. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but the, the you get the idea that that's what these uh, this micro G project is aiming to do is kind of take away the data that Google collects through Android itself, you know, from apps that, that kind of feed on GPS location and and different stuff like that. So, OK, so the other thing about these this E Foundation project is that they don't have an app store yet. Uh, that's one thing that they're developing uh, that something they they touted uh, about 60,000 apps that will be on this app store. And a lot of and the, the difference in their app store is that there will be, you know, be highly visible the types of data that the apps require or, you know, that kind of thing. Essentially, way more transparent app store as far as what these apps are doing, what data they're collecting and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to 
I think it's, it's plans on including all of your major apps in it. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to do with those apps, uh, like say, say a Facebook that, you know, God knows how much data they are collecting on your device. I don't know exactly if anything's going to get cut off, you know, uh, I know Firefox has a way of kind of sandboxing Facebook on like a desktop computer. If you're in Firefox as an extension, you can install that will sort of keep Facebook from, you know, mining your data from all over your computer, you know. So uh, I don't know if they're going to do stuff like that, um, but I'm definitely interested. And I'm not going to judge this interface too much right now because it is just kind of a uh, skin slapped over, uh, you know, sort of slapped over lineage OS. And um, I'm not going to judge that too much now because this is very early in their development. So, uh, but it, I mean, so far it's, it's really not too bad. I think I'm probably going to go back to just straight up lineage and, and just keep that on there because I think it's going to be a little more usable for me right now. And, and I kind of get the same, you know, a similar uh, experience that they're providing here, but with a little bit more flexibility. But yeah, thanks to Mike uh, Latore for kind of pointing that out and nudging me in that way, because it definitely relates to everything that I've been going over so far. So it's uh, it's interesting to continue this because I think a lot of people are sort of feeling the same way that I am. They kind of want to get away. You know, they want to reclaim their data. They still want the services you know, but they don't want to give up everything just to, to have them. And I mean, that's the genius of what Google has done over the years is they provided these services for free and made them really good. And then now it's like you're dependent on them, you know, and I think a lot of people don't want to be dependent on them. And that, that's been my whole goal since uh, since I kind of got kicked in that direction, looking at Android uh, without Google on it. And so it's, you know, just it's an interesting idea. And I it, I think this this project is probably the biggest push that I've seen to make that sort of thing happen. And, and if they really kind of reach their own goal or their goal of being the you know, quote unquote third operating system, I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to take a lot. I don't think, you know, Google's just going to stand by and let that happen but or or even iOS, you know, I don't think that they're going to make that, you know, I don't think they're just going to let that be a thing, you know, without some sort of pushback. So we'll see. Uh, I definitely support this idea and look forward to what they have coming in the future. All right. So the last thing that I want to talk about, the last thing I kind of want to go in depth about it, which I talked about it last week on the podcast was pod and funnily enough <laughs> uh podcast apps um i just kind of wanted to go over a little bit of my experience with podcast apps and what i kind of what i use and my thoughts on on different on different podcast apps and features and stuff like that so uh, i thought i would i i think originally okay so let's go way back to when i kind of originally started listening to podcasts you know i'm not never usually an early adapter. So it's not I can't be one of those people that's I've, you know, I've been listening to podcasts since 2008, or, you know, when the original iPod, I listened to the first podcast, you know, I'm not, I'm not that it was years later, (laughs) I think it was, you know, it might have been like 2011 or 12. When I finally 
you know, or maybe even later than that, finally listen to a podcast. So with that said, I was on originally on a Windows phone device when I started listening to podcasts. And that that kind of bring I'll just start there. I'll start with uh, I was on Windows Phone 8.1 and on HT on my HTC 8X. So for a long time, I just used the default podcast app in Windows Phone 8.1, which uh, was the Microsoft provided podcast app. And if you've ever used it, it's really not too bad. But uh, as far as being Full, you know, as far as features, uh, not not a lot. <laughs> I th- I don't even know really if there's the ability to back up or restore anything. Um, maybe that's where I should start. Kind of what I look for in a podcast app is uh, a few things. First is an easy search, uh, an easy backup, and an easy restore, and maybe even you know a sync. Uh, rather a way to sync my podcast subscriptions and which ones I've listened to, you know, uh, played, unplayed, you know, and and stuff like that. So I was on Windows Phone 8.1 for a while. So naturally, that's kind of where I started. And so really, that app wasn't super great for this, but I was on Windows Phone. I was kind of committed to making it work. And so the app, what the app did well was you could easily search and easily look up podcasts and subscribe to them. One of the one of the first podcasts that I started listening to was the Stuff You Should Know podcast, which I kind of have trailed off over the past couple of years on that. But every once in a while, I go back and listen. But either way, there's over a thousand episodes of that podcast now. Uh, when I started listening, there was, you know, there I think there was uh, maybe 700 or 600, 500, I don't know. Either way, a lot. There was a lot of episodes. And so this, uh, the the Windows Phone 8.1 podcast app is not, was not the, the best way to kind of deal with that. Uh, because I, luckily, I, I decided to work my way backwards, <laughs> uh, starting with the newest episodes and working my way back to the oldest episodes. So it's a podcast where that's, you know, more than you can do that if you would like. So uh, scrolling, there was a lot of scrolling, <laughs> basically. Uh, and when you reset your device, uh, not everything got synced, I should say. Uh, there was some automatic syncing in the Windows Phone 8.1 app. And that's one thing about Windows Phone that I've always kind of liked is a lot of the core apps have syncing in them, you know, like the messaging app and and stuff like that. And so the the podcast app, the default one, had some syncing to it, but I was never quite sure if something was going to get synced. Okay, so here's here's the thing. <laughs> Let me try and lay this out a little bit better. I feel like I'm kind of rambling a little bit. So on the podcast app, so I was listening to Stuff You Should Know. I was going through the all of the episodes, working my way backwards. You know, When an episode was listened to, it would get grayed out. And you could also, once it was listened to and it was grayed out, you could, they had a basic sorting feature where you could hide the listened to episodes. And so, which was really nice. And then everything, you know, was syncing. But the only way that it, that the app would sync the, or the played episodes was if you actually listened to them and played them. 
And so what would happen is, is I would set up a new or, you know, because I was using multiple devices or using Android, I would sometimes I would be going back to Android and listening to the to the podcasts on an Android device outside of the Windows Phone 8.1 podcast app. And so what I would do is I go back when I would go back to a Windows Phone, I would mark the you know, like three or four episodes that I listened to on Android, I would mark those as played in the Windows Phone 8.1 app and it would gray them out and I could sort everything, but it didn't sync the fact that I marked those as played. So now when I go to a new Windows Phone device it and it syncs all my podcasts, it only, it will only gray out or, or hide the pod the episodes that I listen to on the device fully through the the player in the podcast app if that makes any sense at all but either way not it wasn't the great app and I'm probably talking way too much about the default uh, stock app on Windows Phone 8.1 but that's where I started so it, you know I could only go up from there if you think about it so which is why other podcast apps have made more sense so staying on the Windows operating system, or rather the Windows Phone, Windows 10 Mobile operating system, currently I use Grover Pro. And so if you have used Grover Pro on a Windows 10 Mobile device, it you know that it's very much like Groove Music. Uh, I think that's kind of what they were getting at. So uh, it's definitely my favorite on Windows 10 Mobile, and it's the one that I consistently go back to. Uh, it just it's got a lot of features and it does a great, you know, it it's kind of a weird, you know, uh, in not weird interface, but it, there's some not so obvious uh, visual cues. Like when things are downloading, there's like a, a downloading window. And so you have to like clear out the list. There's a lot of clearing of, of lists, you know, after things have been downloaded and the queues done and stuff like that. Um, but it's not the most fully featured. It's got a lot of good features. It does have uh, a backup to it and uh, a sync, which you can, I believe, sign in through OneCloud. Uh, there is a weird thing with the sync in Grover Pro on Windows 10 Mobile, and it's that you have to be careful because I've done this to myself. So say I have got all, because you can sync it with your desktop as well. It's available on a desktop. I believe it's a, a P. Oh, no, not a PW, a UWP. So it works on desktop and mobile. And so in the settings that when you sync it, there's a, first of all, I don't think it does automatic sync. And so when you go to the sync options, there is a upload to OneDrive and a download from OneDrive. Upload to OneDrive, download from OneDrive. So what happened is, is I had set up a, a new Windows 10 mobile device. I had installed Grover Pro and I manually kind of added all of my podcasts to it. And so what at, at one point I went into settings and went to the sync part. This is, you know, down the road a little bit after I've had everything set up and been listening. And I accidentally hit the download from OneDrive option. And so it basically took the sync from that I had done on my computer and put it into my phone. So essentially, because on my computer, I only had set up a couple podcasts, you know, to test out. It wiped out everything I had done on the phone and brought in that backup 
of the just a couple podcasts that from my PC. So it was kind of annoying, not the best syncing system in the world. So you just have to be careful with it. But yeah, Grover Pro, I like a lot, mostly because of the interface. It's familiar if you're a Windows 10 user uh, and especially mobile user. So I just, you know, I've kind of grown to to know how to use it and it's it's been good. So the the other one that I use on Windows 10 Mobile at the moment too that I every once in a while I'll go back into to just kind of look at is Podcast Lounge 2. And this was actually covered on all about Windows Phone as well. Steve reviewed it because it was kind of a relaunch of the Podcast Lounge app, which actually still works really well on Windows Phone 8.1. <laughs> I discovered um, that the on Windows Phone 8.1 it it's still you can still install it and use it and it still works really great because I have the Lumia 920 and the Lumia 1020, both of which I have on Windows Phone 8.1. And so uh, Podcast Lounge, the original version of it, is still available on the Windows Phone 8.1 store. And the reason that I put it on, that I even tried it on 8.1 and kind of shied away from the default podcast app, uh, Windows Phone 8.1 podcast app by Microsoft is because I couldn't some feeds it was not loading the search on the default podcast app it was not very good anymore I think it's just kind of it's either been sort of disconnected from certain podcast feed services or it's just you know it's just not very good so but podcast lounge on Windows Phone 8.1 works really well so if you're for some reason you know still using that as your main podcasting device uh, podcast lounge is your best bet and on windows 10 mobile it's still pretty good too and i didn't uh i just haven't gotten into using it i still like grover pro over that so but that's all on windows 10 mobile i don't want to go too much more on that i've already gone way longer than i thought i would so uh let's jump over to android so uh, with going down the rabbit hole that I have lately with all of this cloud stuff and, and Google-less Android, it's kind of funny that my, well, it's not funny, but <laughs> I guess you could laugh <laughs> uh, if you're weird. Um, but either way, uh, currently on Android, I use AntennaPod. And it's all one word. All of these will be linked in the in the show notes. So AntennaPod is actually an open source uh, podcasting app and and I had been using it for actually a little while probably a few months uh, and I didn't realize that it was actually well I knew it was open source but I didn't realize it was going to be probably the only podcast app that I could use once I installed Lineage and installed FDroid the FDroid app store because it is available on there so it's kind of you know it's kind of funny that I gravitated towards AntennaPod because it is open source and it's just Overall, it's just a, a simpler podcasting app. It's really pretty straightforward. Not a ton of t- customization, but just enough to where it has, you know, everything you kind of need. The interface is a little bit outdated. feels a little bit, uh, I can't even say, I would say it even, it harkens back to like even a KitKat <laughs> sort of interface. But at the same time, it's still... Uh, updated frequently so it does take advantage of new things in Android like the notification color you know like the the player the notification player it, it does have like the custom colors uh, in the the, no, the notification player so you know it's it's there's it's it's like a bits and pieces it's kind of you know slowly coming to 
be more and more modern. So I've, I've enjoyed using it because of its simplicity. So I definitely check out uh, Antenna Pod uh, if, if you're looking for something that's very simple. And like I said, it has it has what you know everything that you would need the the backup and the restore it it has the option and and a lot of podcast apps on android kind of fall into these these backup and restore procedures or whatever you want to call them so it does have an opml backup the opml if you don't know is just kind of uh like an xml file which is just it's it's just a uh, a basic list of all the apps or the uh, podcasts that you listen to. And so it had, you know, you can export and import OPML files. And it also offers now a full, like sort of full database backup proprietary thing just for AntennaPod and, and how they, you know, f- uh, manage podcasts. So it will save everything, you know, save all your settings, save all your your listen to episodes, save all, you know, every it'll basically keep track of everything that you're doing in the app and you can back it up and restore it, which is nice. But uh, with that said, it's just it's a manual backup, all of it's manual. And so you have to kind of remember to back things up every once in a while, uh, which isn't a problem for me. But, you know, if you're kind of a set it and forget it person, it might not be the best option. But it is a nice it's just a nice app i like it overall so uh it's a lot simpler and and i say a lot simpler because the the previous podcast app that i used on android was podcast addict which is a by far the most full featured uh podcast app that i've seen on android uh, i used it i've used i used it for a couple years because of just the the fact that it has everything it has everything you, every setting you can possibly think of it's not an app you know you it's an app you have to learn it, it really is the basics are easy you know subscribing to podcasts listening to podcasts all that's pretty straightforward and easy but there's so many more settings to dig into with podcast addict and it's 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 a super fast app it's not the most it's not the prettiest app in the world, um, but it's you know definitely not the ugliest, but it's super functional, super fast. Everything you want to do in it happens immediately, like, uh, you know, scrolling through a podcast, sorting the episodes in, in a million different ways. You know, anything you can think that you might want to do with a podcast feed, uh, you can do it in Podcast Attic. It just has so many features in it and there's so many things you can do i know it you can actually set up like if you say you store some audiobooks locally or mp3 audiobooks on your your sd card or something which i've done uh when i re-listened to the harry potter series i had m- full mp3s for each of those and so basically i could set up a folder structure on my sd card go into podcast addict and they have an option to add a an audiobook and based on uh, an mp3 file in a folder and so say you have a you know a bunch of mp3 files that make up an audiobook uh, a podcast addict can handle that and play them in sequential order and save your place and it's just uh i mean it does everything uh i, I definitely suggest in podcast addict addict uh turning off the notifications uh, that I, that's these are just a couple of things that I did that kind of made it a little bit easier because once you first install it, you you'll get a million notifications for all your feeds and stuff like that, and they'll continue on. If you're into notifications, that's fine, but I turn them off 
And I also suggest customizing the customizing the slide out menu on the left, the you know the hamburger menu. And so, and I I take a lot of those options off of there and make it a little more simple because I don't need a lot of what they're offering in that sidebar. So it's just visually easier to to navigate things if you turn some of those off. But yeah, definitely date if you're going to go with Podcast Addict. And like I said, it's not the prettiest app in the world, but it's it's super up to date, super super active in being de- the development of it is 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 active. The developer, I swear there's there's updates constantly, you know, sometimes a couple a week. Uh, that kind of thing. So podcast addict, you know, I think I'll probably go back to it at some point. Um, but I am enjoying AntennaPod and especially because AntennaPod is open source and available, you know, through the F-Droid store. It's kind of a, you know, I'm kind of sticking with it for now. But podcast addict, it, it definitely my number one recommendation on Android worth checking out, worth trying. Like I said, I would almost, if you're on a podcast app now, which I'm guessing uh, most of you are on Pocket Cast, <laughs> which I can tell, um, but I definitely suggest installing, you know, don't uninstall Pocket Cast or your other podcast app before you put Podcast Addict on because you're going to want to kind of dig through the settings and get used to it and and kind of go through all of the features that Podcast Addict offers. And uh, you'll kind of, you know, it's it, it you'll find that it's got everything, you know, it just it really does. And uh, super great app. So since I mentioned Pocket Cast, I have tried that out on Android. I you know, it's it's super of all the podcast apps. It's by far the best designed, uh, the best interface uh, easily. So I just never really got into using Pocket Cast. Uh, I think and I could be wrong. Please let me know if I'm wrong that they Pocket Cast kind of keeps its own feeds and it kind of goes out and, you know, spiders all of the feed, you know, the iTunes feeds and keeps its own feeds and stuff like that. I don't know if that's true. I think that I've heard that. Uh, I do know that Pocket Cast of all the apps, uh, the podcast apps that I've used, Pocket Cast is the only one that I found that has like a sign in to sync and sync, you know, so you have a Pocket Cast account, I believe, and it will sync across all devices and just take care of everything automatically, which is really nice. But I don't want to speak too much on Pocket Cast because I haven't used it a ton. You know, I've opened it up and it's it's, you know, it's what you w- would think a, a podcast app would look like in 2018 on an Android device. And so it's I, I definitely would suggest it for somebody who maybe is kind of just starting to, you know, listen to podcasts or isn't super tech savvy because it is the most user friendly podcast app on Android. So uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers it. Actually, it was uh, the uh, Pocket Cast actually had a short stint on Windows 10 mobile. Uh, maybe it was Windows Phone 8.1. I don't know. All I know is, is I bought it for Windows 10 mobile or was it 8.1? Either way, Windows Phone. And so they were thinking about, you know, developing an app. So when they first released it on Windows Phone, it was, you know, kind of way underdeveloped. And so a lot of features weren't there and they kind of abandoned it. So it was kind of disappointing. You know, I was really hoping that it would, you know, maybe maybe I'd be using it now on Android if they had kept up with the Windows Phone development. But I mean, obviously... 
most Windows Phone developers kind of, you know, jump ship. So you can't blame them for that. But yeah, so I thought I would just go over those apps because I have used a few over the years, you know, but I found a couple that I've really enjoyed. And, um, you know, each of these may not be for everyone. AntennaPod is definitely not going to be for everyone. I don't think it's going to have enough uh, features for everybody. So, but it does, you know, it does, it's got all the basics there and a lot of the kind of intuitive things that you would look for in a podcast app. So that's what I use on Android and and that's what I use most of the time. So let me know what you're using. Um, I can see when I, on my podcast here that you're listening to right now, Pixel Swim podcast, (laughs) I can actually see kind of the, uh, the way that it's divvied out, I should say, as far as listeners go. So as far as the way that it's divvied out, uh, I can see that Pocket Casts is 56.3% of my listeners <laughs> use Pocket, Pocket Casts. Uh, there's an other chunk here. That's the other. The second biggest chunk is just other. Uh, the Then the third biggest chunk is iTunes. So there's some Apple folk out there who listen. And also some people use the audio player on the website. Uh, some people use Overcast, and some people use Player FM. Uh, direct download. Some people directly download. That's about one percent. And then, uh, let's see, 0.4 percent played it in a new window. So there's like a link on the website where you can play it in a new window. So it keeps you know the the plugin that I use for WordPress here kind of breaks it down. So yeah, uh, Pocket Cast clearly the most popular. I think they were just bought by. It's an NPR, and so not sure what that means for Pocket Casts, but we shall see. Uh, it's clear, like I said, clearly the most popular. And I think actually in Podcast Addict, if you go to a podcast that you are subscribed to, you can see in Podcast Addict, it actually will show you how many other people are subscribed to podcasts. So in Podcast Addict, Specifically, there are 31 people subscribed via uh, Podcast Addict to the podcast here. So kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, uh, you know, more and obviously podcasts are very, very popular. And so finding a good app that you can kind of live in and manage your podcasts is it's a it's a big it's a big thing out there, you know, as far as trying to pick which what's for you. And it's OK to to try multiple out. I mean, I've got like four installed on my LG G6. So, uh, you know, just to kind of see uh, what is best for you. You know, like I said, I sort of simplified things by going to AntennaPod and really haven't, you know, had a reason to switch back to any other ones. So been enjoying it and and like I said let me know what you're using and if you have any other recommendations outside of anything that I've mentioned I'd be happy to take a look at them you know I obviously I don't have an iOS device so I can't do any iOS iOS specific uh, podcast apps but I you know anything for Android or Windows phone I will definitely take a look at them because I'm always interested Uh, you never know what you're going to find that will you know, tickle your fancy or whatever. So 
All right, so let's wrap things up here on episode 35 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for for always tuning in and for all the people who've tuned in for a long time or if you're just tuning in for the first time, whatever. Um, I appreciate it as always. Uh, go to pixelswim.com for all the show notes or check out the show notes in the podcast app <laughs> that you're currently listening to this in. So there, everything's available there. There'll be links to everything I talked about. So I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Tune in next week for episode 36, which not sure what's going on next week, but we will see. I mean, this is like I say at the beginning, it's my adventures through tech and design and other tidbits. And so uh, I never know what you're going to get. So uh, I try, I'll try. i try and bring some more design next week if I can. Um, you'll find that there's a lot, a lot of tech talk. So. Okay, anyway, I'll I'll stop rambling on now, let you get on with your your day or your night or your afternoon or just have a good one of whatever time it is (laughs) when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed.